Hey, it's Jessica. And Sadie. And we're your hosts for the Amazing Rewatch podcast. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 4. The original air date was March 27th, 2002. So when we start out this episode, it's a little bit different because they are recapping what happened at the pit stop during the, you know, the... The 12-hour rest period. The mandatory rest period. And this filming, it kind of made me think of, like, the early seasons of America's Next Top Model. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like the confessionals and the, you know, the the behind-the-scenes footage and stuff like that. So, and it was pretty dramatic. I don't know. It was a little bit weird to me. Yeah, kind of different. And they were talking about... I mean, they were at a winery, so they were all drinking and... Things were getting a little bit out of hand, and Will especially had too much to drink, but him and some of the others were, like, swearing a lot, and... The pastors did not like that. They did not. (laughs) (laughs) So they called them out on it, and they just said they were uncomfortable, which is, I think, a fair thing to say if you're uncomfortable with something, or just leave the room. But then another funny thing was, like, Tara and Chris. Is it Chris? I think that one is Alex, actually. I think it's Chris, because <laughs> later in the episode, they're talking about, they, like, specify which one's, like, on the phone or something. I don't oh, know. Really? I might be wrong. One of the two friends from Boston <laughs> and Tara got very, very, very friendly, and, which is interesting, because she's there with her ex, Will. Yeah. Well, Will was saying he wants to have a good time with all the so- hot South African ladies. Yeah. And he was, like... She can have fun with whoever she wants to. I don't know. It's kind of, It was just a weird way to start an episode yeah. of The Amazing Race. <laughs> when we finally get to when or if they get eliminated and we see what they've been up to, I'm very interested to see that because yeah. I will be very surprised if they were still together. Yeah, I would bet money that they don't end up together in the yeah. long run. <laughs> well, because... Okay, so last season, in season one, there was Frank and Margarita, who were kind of in a similar situation. But I feel like Frank wasn't our favorite person, but I feel like they liked each other more than Will and Tara like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird relationship, and I don't know. We'll see how it progresses, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get on to the race. And we have Oswald and Danny. They leave first, and they leave at 2.52 a.m. And then we have Tara and Will and Gary and Dave, who also leave at 2.52 a.m. Yeah. At the exact same time. I guess they all just checked in one right after the other. They must have. I was wondering about that. Yeah. So their route info says they have to go to Ryan Blake Air and sign up for one of the two charter flights that will take them to Walvis Bay, Namibia. And there's two, like I said, two flights. The first one has four teams on it, and it will leave at 9 a.m. And the second one has three teams, or four teams. Four. Four teams on it, but it leaves three hours later. I think yeah. that's where I got confused. Yeah. Three hours There's after. eight teams left right now. Yeah. And the three teams that all leave at the same time, they share a taxi to go to the airport, which was smart, because I'm sure they knew that everybody else was a little bit further behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, So they get to the airport, and they are the first three teams to sign up for the first charter flight, and so it's kind of a race to see who is going to get that last spot. 
because Mary and Peach leave at 5.56 a.m. But Blake and Paige and Shola and Dween are only like six minutes behind them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just who... Whoever it, has the best taxi. Yeah, pretty much. And then Blake in the taxi, he says he'll offer his taxi driver 100 extra rand. Mm-hmm. If they beat the sisters to the airport because they were there in the taxi first. So those three taxi drivers, I think, do a really good job. They're all trying their best to get there first. Mm-hmm. Shola and Dwayne's taxi driver says he knows a shortcut. And so he takes that and the other two drivers don't. And he, they almost beat Mary and Peach to the, um, to the charter flight. They were like only a minute late. So they're on flight number two by only like one minute. Yeah. And the title of this episode is called This Game is About Minutes or something like that. This race is about minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's when Blake says that phrase when they show up just one minute after Mary and Peach. And that would be very disappointing to to miss it by one minute and then be three hours behind. Mm -hmm. I looked up what the conversion rate was for Rand and 100 Rand currently is about $5. So Blake was offering five extra dollars to get them there faster. And I wonder if they gave it to them because they did not get there faster. (laughs) When Mary and Peach arrived, I loved, this was just like a small moment, but it was like maybe my favorite moment of the whole episode. I loved that Danny, I think Danny's the tall one, right? Or is that Um, I don't know yet. (laughs) I'm having a hard time. No, Danny is the one with the hurt foot. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. I was thinking it was the opposite. And Gary and Dave, I don't know which one is which. I don't know if we've ever had like a moment where one of them. Yeah. We do later in the episode. I think I know do we? which okay. one does which. But yeah, we're still not sure about who's who. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, obviously. Anyway, when Oswald then, I guess, came out, Mary and Peach arrive in their taxi and he said, go get signed up and then come back and pay for your taxi. Like they were just really watching out for them. and Yeah, he like stood there so the taxi driver knew they weren't like mm-hmm. you know we're running away with them. yeah yeah that was so nice they're really cute and they're really nice and they're always they're, nice they're my favorite yeah <laughs> and then we have chris and alex they depart at 8 50 and cindy and russell depart at 8 51 so they are they are obviously going to be on flight number two with shola and Dwayne and blake and page and blake and page cindy says that the rest of the teams are very aggressive and she doesn't love it. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that about all of them. But there not are Not all of them. Yeah. But I I say, I have this in my notes later in the episode. But like Blake and Paige really do want to win. I feel like oh, yeah. they have the drive for sure. And being siblings, they haven't really fought very much. Because I think they both just really want to win. Yeah. And they're just like both very competitive and both really you know, physically fit and just, like, ready to win. (laughs) Yeah. So the first charter flight lands in Namibia, and they have the route info that says, make your way to Swakopmund Lighthouse. (laughs) Swakopmund. I don't... I'm not quite sure, but I think that's kind of Phil said it so nicely. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder how long he had to practice to say that. Okay, so here's a little bit of information about Namibia. It is officially called... The Republic of Namibia. Its western border is along the Atlantic Ocean, and it gained its independence from South Africa in 1990. Wow. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah. It's a member of the United Nations and has a uh, population of about 2.5 million. 
Size-wise, it's the 34th largest country in the world, but it's one of the least densely populated countries in the world. Yeah, it seemed like there wasn't... Yeah. I, I mean, they were in a remote area, so there wasn't a lot of people around anyway, but... And when they landed, they're like, there's like no civilization here. Will said, it's all sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Approximately 18% of the population lives under $2 a day, and about 20% of the employment in the country is... Um, has to do with tourism and it has one of the lowest life expectancies in the world they have a national football team but they've never qualified for the world cup so (laughs) this is a very interesting place because there is a lot of tourism it's a lot of like ecotourism you know you go see the safaris and game reserves yeah and it's close to south africa so you can like get there i read that the poverty gap is very large and then obviously like we said about 18 percent lives under two dollars a day so people spend a lot of money to get there and go on those um safaris but the people that live there don't have a lot of money themselves Hmm. anyways there's a little (laughs) bit about namibia (laughs) the teams um when they arrive at the airport they the clue tells them that they have to find their own transportation to this lighthouse uh, and they all go to like the rental car desk at this little airport, and they say, "We need a rental car. We need a rental car." And you can only rent a car with a credit card. You can't rent a car with cash. And Danny and Oswald were kind of like at the front of the line, and when the lady at the desk said, "You can't rent a car without a credit card," all of the teams just like dashed out. And yeah. Danny and Oswald stayed, and they said what are our options can you tell us how we can get there they were super polite and it paid off for them again Mm -hmm. uh, because somebody at the rental car desk said that he would just drive them yeah he's like i'll just take you and you can pay me whatever you feel is fair yeah (laughs) and they're like yeah so it pays to be nice and it's true it's worked out for them a couple times already yeah (laughs) and they are nice so like we said all the other teams ran to the other place where you the gift shop the gift shop where you book taxis mm-hmm. and we're talking to the lady to get their taxi booked and they were all just like getting mad at the price that she told them and stuff like that weren't being as nice and yeah, yeah. will was very annoyed about the cost yeah. he was and he was like right in front of her face was saying to the camera like she's ripping me off and i believe that people that rip me off will have karma and they'll get ripped off and she was right there listening and she could understand him yeah and she was like it's a long distance let's yeah. sorry the- <laughs> also those taxis were big enough to share i feel like they should have pulled their money and shared at this point when you're three hours ahead of the other charter it's not going to make that much of a difference so they all have to drive themselves to the lighthouse and danny and oswald get there first and they decide they want to go for the fast forward because Danny is injured. His foot really hurts him. From he was, doing yoga. Yeah, from doing yoga. <laughs> Oswald said, attempting to do yoga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pulled a muscle. <laughs> and Danny, he could walk up the lighthouse steps, but he was in a lot of pain. And he was like, I don't think that I can do anything else. Let's do the fast forward. So they pretty quickly decide that they want to do that. And that was awesome of his teammate to be like, yeah, let's do that. Because if we were in first place and you 
had a bit of a pulled muscle and you want to do the fast forward, I would say, no, we need to save that for later. <laughs> yeah. He was very supportive. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. They're already in first place. So the route info at the top of the lighthouse says, you can see your vehicle from here. Go to your vehicle and you'll get your next clue. And so just out in the distance, they see these. Like a line of jeeps. Jeeps, trucks. yeah. And have to make their way there. And there's a clue in the windshield wiper. The clue that is at the vehicles says, drive yourself to the Matterhorn sand dune and hike to the top of the dune to find the route marker. Yes, these trucks, they have a driver because it's not safe to drive after it gets dark. But until it gets dark, they have to drive themselves. Mm-hmm. And the driver just gets to tag along. Have <laughs> fun for them. <laughs> sit there and go for a ride. <laughs> Mary and Peach get to the lighthouse and um, then to the vehicles and get their clue. And Peach says that she's sick and she doesn't think she can hike to the sand dunes. So they decide they want to go for the fast forward as well. But right as they're saying that, Danny and Oswald arrive mm-hmm. where the fast forward is. And they find it really easily. And it's just this um, hotel that was converted. From, was, yeah, from an old railway station. Mm-hmm. And the fast-forward clue is in the middle of the old rail tracks, which is right in the middle of the pool. Yeah. I mean, the tracks used to be there. The pool is (laughs) there now. (laughs) Yeah, now it's just a pool. And they show pictures of what it used to look like as the rail station and stuff. It's really pretty. And it's really pretty now, converted into the hotel. And Daddy and Oswald really like it. They loved it. They were like, this is a fabulous hotel. (laughs) They said... When we go to places like this, we're usually wearing our Prada. We don't dress like this. We're so underdressed right now. (laughs) Yeah, they're cute. They're funny. And I'm glad they got the fast forward and that Danny could relax and rest his foot. Yes. (laughs) The fast forward clue says, proceed to the pit stop at Imani Lodge Lodge outside Windhoek, which is the capital of Namibia. Yeah. It's at like a game reserve. Mary and Peach... Get, they go still to try to get the fast forward and realize that somebody else has gotten it. That would be so disappointing, but mm-hmm. at least you know that they still have that buffer. But they do say the other charter flight is going to be arriving any moment now. So they're not behind because they went for the fast forward, but they lost their lead. And right as they're saying that, obviously, production <laughs> goes <laughs> the to... The charter flight flies right in. Yeah. <laughs> The teams that were on the first charter flight are now arriving at the detour, though, and they have to climb up this huge sand dune. Huge. That would be really hard. It's so windy. Very windy, yeah. And And it's hot and really (laughs) huge. Like, it would be so hard. We used to go to Lake Powell as kids, like, almost every summer, and we would go to this one place that was just, like, a big sand hill and climb up to the top, and it was so hard mm-hmm. you, you take one step and you slide back like almost the whole way it, so it it would not be easy to get all the way up there no but when they do finally make it up there they get to the clue which is a detour and it says slide or stride so slide is you slide down the dune on a sandboard which looks kind of scary it says you can reach up to 50 miles per hour which is fast sliding down this down down this dune what yeah that was really fast and so they get pretty nervous but they all choose this because the only other option stride was to follow the flags and walk down the back side of the dune which no way just <laughs> takes a long time and so obviously we would 
choose slide, right? Oh, obviously. <laughs> when they actually do it, they all look like they're having fun. Yeah. It does look scary, like... but they look like they're having fun. So we would definitely do that. <laughs> I love like sledding. We live in Utah where there's a lot of snow sometimes and I love sledding. It's kind of funny though, because you know how you get like the Facebook memories. Maybe I told you this. You get the Facebook memories of what you posted years past and Right now, we're recording this in February, and throughout January and February, I've gotten like 20 Facebook memories <laughs> that say, who wants to go sledding? I want to go sledding. Who wants to go with me? Oh so, my gosh. I like sliding down hills. You must, you must <laughs> I like. would love this one. <laughs> yes. And if you crash, you just like roll into the sand. It's not like you would really get hurt. And you're not freezing. Yeah. Well, I don't know, 50 miles per hour and crashing, that is you might fast, get hurt, but... <laughs> It does look fun. It does. It is like kind of intimidating, but it does look fun. And then when they get down to the bottom of the hill, they get another clue, which says, "Drive yourself to Spitzkop, 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 and find the general dealer and ask for the postcard of the day." And Spitzkop is 125 miles away. And they have to figure out that the general dealer is like a general store, like just a little shop. So like we mentioned before, flight number two landed, and these teams also had to go and find a taxi. Chris and Alex went inside the building to use a payphone to call for a taxi, and the other three teams had, I don't know how they did this, it didn't really explain it, but they called... No, they used the gift shop lady. Oh, they used the gift shop lady, yeah, to get a taxi for themselves, and they didn't tell Chris and Alex. And so their taxis got there way quicker. Mm-hmm. Chris and Alex had to wait like 45 minutes or more for their taxi to arrive. And Russell kind of just explained, like, this was just kind of an alliance we had going with those these three teams because we asked Chris and Alex to be part of the alliance and all this stuff like that, and they didn't want to. So that's what happens when you don't make friends, you know, yeah. is kind of how he was explaining it. They were working together against Chris and Alex, kind of. Yeah, you kind of have to when you know that you're all on the same flight and going to be kind of in the same position. <laughs> yeah. You have to, one somebody has to get out. So, mm-hmm. if you team up with the other ones to to knock somebody out, that's helpful for you. Mm-hmm. But Chris and Alex, yeah, they go to the payphone and then they come back and they're by the gift shop and he asked the lady, he was like, "How did all of these three like, how did everybody else get their taxi so fast? And she said, because they came in and asked me. <laughs> He's <She's>, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like her. She's my favorite part of the, this episode. This this lady and Danny and Oswald. Yeah. She, yeah, this lady, she's just like, it is what it is. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> yeah, I like her. We find out quickly that Shola does not know how to drive a stick shift, which is so interesting to me throughout all these seasons of the amazing race i know this is only season two but it happens a lot i don't think we saw them try to drive stick shifts on the first season or if we did i don't know if anybody struggled but i think when you're like applying it tells you it says on the application you have to does one of you know how to drive a stick shift does it that's what i've seen i might be wrong but that's what i've seen is one of you has to know how to drive a stick shift well they probably pick people that say no (laughs) That's true, to make it interesting. (laughs) Or he just said yes because he, you know, in the moment. Because you want to get on it, yeah. Yeah, in the moment, I'll know what I'm doing. And you really don't, like, you have to learn, learn. Yeah. Well, we know how to drive stick shift. Yeah, we do. The car that we drove in high school was a stick shift. (laughs) It was Jessica's car first, and then it was my car. And yeah. It was the best car. Well, 
When I had it, it was the best car. It was an old Volvo, <laughs> like a 93 Volvo that had leather seats and a sunroof. And, like, it was the, gold. the lights had wipers so you could, like, wipe the snow and the rain off of the lights. Yeah, for heated seats. 93, it was probably, like... Because I got it in 2005, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So... But back yeah, in 93, in 93 was that was like, so nice. Man, yeah. the best car you could ever buy. <laughs> and then when I got it, when she was done with it, there was problems with like the exhaust <laughs> coming into the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and asphyxiating me <laughs> while I was driving it. Didn't you take dad somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I was like telling him, dad, it smells weird in my car. And he never believed me. And then I had to drive him home some, from somewhere once. He's like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I was like, I, I did. did. <laughs> Uh, yeah so anyways it was a good car up until then and we learned how to drive a stick so we're prepared for this race yes i think i, I could... also know how to drive on the other side of the road now yeah jessica drove for us when we went to um the uk last year uh, you're like right now we were yeah. in wales driving on the other side of the road it was it was so Very weird being her passenger <laughs> she drove the whole time we didn't really like offer to drive because <laughs> Like, it no, was kind of scary. <laughs> but being her tra- passenger was so weird. Being on the other side of, like, the front seat, I just thought she was going to hit everything. We were, like, <gasps> gasping every five I seconds. Know. I was like, you guys have got to stop doing that. <laughs> but she did a good job. <laughs> driving, we purposefully got an automatic car, though, because yeah. I did not want to have to figure out a stick shift on the other side of the road. So, yeah, but Shola's, I probably figure it out. Shola says that he's, like... First, I have to drive a stick shift, and I have to drive on the other side of the road, and I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, yeah. That they get be, so lost. That would be really hard. Yeah. And then we jump back to the first group of teams, Tara and Will. They're kind of ahead of the pack, and they find that general dealer really easily and ask for the postcard, and it says, go find the woodcarver market. On the way to the dealer, because they were the one that got there first, right? Will and Tara. Uh-huh. And... He's like, where is this? What is what is this place? And she's like, you asked me these questions like I've been here before. <laughs> and then he says for the second time, uh, yes, this leg, that's why I pay you the big bucks. And she's like, you're not paying me anything. I'm like, well, yeah, that's not that funny. What does that even mean? <laughs> that is not a funny joke. <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> he, He's not funny. He tries to be funny. He's not. He's rude to everyone, especially Tara. Yeah. And He even like hit her. Like yeah. He like whacked her head. And yeah. So they're... Their clue says to find the woodcarver market, and then we go back to the other teams. Uh-huh. And there's a little thing of Chris and Alex. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it was when they were at the top of the lighthouse. They were getting the clue, and they were the last ones there. And one of them, I don't know which one, says the hottest pot of seeing <laughs> of this was seeing Aka in the parking lot. <laughs> like wow that is the most boston sentence i've ever heard <laughs> how was my impression do it again <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny i didn't even notice that but i'm really glad you recreated that for me cause <laughs> yeah i reminded a few times because i was like okay <laughs> oh, that's really funny Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Phil gives us a rundown. He's like, these teams are in the lead, and these teams are in the middle of the pack, and these teams are trailing, and I don't think we've ever seen that before. Uh-uh, I kind of liked it. Yeah. It was a little different, but <laughs> but it said trailing the pack is 
Shola and Dween and Chris and Alex. And then you go to Shola and Dween and they just cannot find this sand dune anywhere. And their driver in the back seat is probably like sitting there like, where are these people taking me? <laughs> what, it what seemed like they, they were way, because they went into like a town. Like yeah. there was people and buildings and stuff. And so I don't know how far away that town was from the sand dunes, but they were not in the right place. Mm-mm. So Tara and Will get to that wood carver market and open the clue and it's a roadblock. So this means only one person can do it. And it says that person should know their animals. I would have hated this roadblock. Why? Oh, because you have to haggle. Yeah. So you have to use what little money you have left to buy the wood carvings of the big five animals that people go see in the safaris. Close your eyes and see if you can tell me what the five are. I didn't write them down. So okay. Um, giraffe. No. Is not one of the five? No. Because the giraffe is the one that they get at the end. But isn't it the big five, though? Yeah. So, elephant. Yeah. Water buffalo. Mm-hmm. A leopard. Mm-hmm. A lion. Mm-hmm. And a giraffe. A rhino. Oh. So they had to buy a lion, rhino, water buffalo, leopard, and elephant, and then they take it to the bushman, and the bushman gives them the giraffe. Yeah, I know that like that part, but I just thought the giraffe was part of the big five. I know, we should look it up, because that would make sense. The giraffe is like the biggest of those big animals. This says elephant, lion, leopard, buffalo, and rhino. Huh, so no giraffe. Giraffe must be all over the place, I guess, because <laughs> they're like the ones that are... The most difficult and dangerous to find. A giraffe? No. Well, giraffe's not on there. Oh. oh. Okay. I see what you're saying. The other ones are. Yeah. I would have guessed giraffe if somebody would have asked me that. Well, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I just <laughs> asked you. So. <laughs> but yeah, they have to walk around this market. And there's all these wood carvings. They have to use their money and barter with them and buy all five of the animals. Mm-hmm. And then go to the bushman and get the giraffe and then take the giraffe. To the pit stop. To the pit stop. Um, and Tara does the roadblock. She does pretty good. Yeah. And then Gary and Dave arrive. And Will's like, oh, they're here already? They must have been speeding. Hey, you guys were speeding. You must have been speeding. And they're like, we weren't speeding. <laughs> and he, like, keeps talking to them. He's outside of his truck and Tara's inside. She's like, Will, get in the car. And he's out there, like, just talking to Gary and Dave. You guys must have been speeding. You were speeding. And they're like, what are you talking what? about? <laughs> Like worry about just, yourself. He really is so worried about other people. <laughs> yeah. And he's just annoying. Like, everything he does just is so annoying to me. And Tara, when she is, like, giving the animals, the little animal carvings to the Bushmen, she's, like, doing this weird, like, <laughs> she's, she's, like, like impersonating. acting out what uh-huh. the animals do. I'm like, I don't think you have to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you can just give them to them, and they know what they are. <laughs> yeah. And then when Gary and Dave pull up, and... um. I guess I don't know which one's which. One of them's like, look, look at those natives over there. And the other one's like, they're called people, not natives. This is in the 1800s. <laughs> That's a funny little thing on I this know. episode. Oh, man. And then we go back to Shola and Dween, and they are stuck in the sand. Their wheels are just spinning not and getting deeper anywhere. and deeper, and they're stuck. And luckily, there was some people close by to help them push mm-hmm. them out, these people also kind of gave them some directions. directions. Thank goodness. They're very lost, and I'm worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
remembered this part, actually. Really? We've been saying this whole season that we don't remember anything, but I remember them getting stuck. Hmm. It looks, yeah, I'm surprised they got out, actually. It looked like they I were know, they were in stuck. there real deep. Yeah. When Mary and Peach arrive to this, Peach does the roadblock, and Mary's like, Peach, do it like this, do this, do this, do this. And Peach is like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. She's like, make sure you, you do half of what they say. You have to do this. And if they Peach say 100, like, you say 50. <laughs> she's like, I know what I'm doing. And she goes up there and they're like 40. She's like, okay. Yeah. And this is, I would be exactly like her. I hate haggling. <laughs> yeah. And I would be like, okay, just please take my money. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how much for this one? 60. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I probably would do that too. Cause you know, you're, gonna go to the pit stop next and you already have yeah. your driver and your car so i would probably just not really what is the work. currency in namibia do they use rand too like um south africa i don't know because really... if they were talking 50 rand that's like a couple dollars because i said earlier that a hundred rand is five dollars so it's like two dollars and fifty cents yeah and if that's all they're asking for those like handmade wood carvings yeah, I'd be like, how much can I give you? <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I will pay you 200 yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just had deja vu. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't. Okay. <laughs> so Danny and Oswald arrive at the pit stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we cut back to some of the final teams that are doing the roadblock. And it's dark now. So the the drivers have to take over. And it looks very dark Mm -hmm. like even tara says there are no lights there's nothing Mm -hmm. it's just pitch black seven o'clock comes the driver has to move in and then they see somewhere i don't know or on the clue or something that the sand dune the matterhorn sand dune closes at 7 45 and the twins haven't even made it there yet okay Uh, yeah i didn't see the the time that it was supposed to close but i just heard them say like we didn't even make it yeah we can't do it until tomorrow or and all the teams have already done yeah. that. They've gone down the hill. That's the moment where it's like, oh, okay. I wonder how long that charter flight was. The second charter flight left at noon. It was probably less than two hours. Mm-hmm. So they got there at 2 o'clock. And by 8 o'clock, they still hadn't even got to the first task. And they had a driver sitting there in the car with them the whole time. <laughs> That poor man. <laughs> when he when it turns seven o'clock, he's probably like, "Get out of the seat, let me drive." <laughs> I mean, they still had to give him directions, but he probably was like, "Oh my gosh, at least I'm not just gonna be taken on a like in the middle of nowhere with these people." <laughs> and then we have Gary and Dave. They arrive as team number two, and then they which surprised? Surprise. Yeah. Oh, I was surprised. I thought Tara and Will were gonna get there before yeah. them, um, but I guess they didn't read of detail in the clue and then couldn't find their way to the pit stop and obviously will blames it on tara he says you're so dumb i'm like nothing is his fault yeah tara and will do check in as team number three blake and page and mary and peach are arriving at the pit stop right about the same time and blake and page cut through the trees yeah they're like racing on foot and Uh and they don't stay on the path and Mary and Peach do and they are not happy about that at all. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could cut through the trees. Yeah, they're not racing for last place or anything, you yeah. know, to stay in the race, but they got mad and I don't know. Maybe in the moment. If it doesn't specifically say you have to stay on the path, then. I know, does the pit stop? I mean, maybe it's a rule that they say I, yeah, I don't know. earlier in the race, you know, like I'm sure they give them like a rule book. Oh, yeah. You can do this. You can't do this. You have to stay on path. I don't know. Don't 
I don't know. Anyways. They don't get penalized for it or no. anything. So it seems like it's fine. I just made Mary and Peach mad. <laughs> and then, so Mary and Peach check in as number five. Cindy and Russell, number six. And then Chris and Alex, number seven. And Chris and Alex are surprised. Yeah, they think that they're eliminated. Which, like we say almost every episode, I think. Yep. <laughs> you don't give up until Phil tells you you're out. <laughs> um, when Phil was describing the pit stop, though, he said the last team to check in will be eliminated. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes he usually says may. Yeah. I, ha- I Maybe I don't pay that much attention, but I did notice that this time. I know. Sometimes he does say may and sometimes he says will. And I think he should always say may. Yeah. Because then it, for the viewers, it's more exciting, too. Yeah. If you're paying attention. And then Shola and Dween... They don't even do any yeah. detours or roadblocks or anything. They just, they just go the straight to stop. the pit stop. Did they tell them to or did they decide to do that? Like, what do you think? I don't know. It didn't really specify either way. So, yeah. It looked like the sun might have been coming up, though, <laughs> behind Phil. That's true. It did. So, I don't know. But they got eliminated, and I'm very sad. Yeah, I think we both thought that they would go... A little further. Yeah. Because they, they got along so well. Yeah. They ran a pretty good race. And well, even their average was 4.25. They took third, then first, then fifth. So they were in the first, like the mm. front half of the teams. And then eliminated this at one. eight. Yep. So Dang. their average is 4.25. So they really did drop the ball on yeah. this one. They really are just so nice. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even. When one of them got them stuck in the sand pit, the other one didn't even yell or anything. Like, they were, like, they just are nice to each other. And then I liked, at the end, they were like, these teams, I'm so glad that they're still here and they're racing. I can't wait to cheer them on at the Mm -hmm. final leg. You know, they're just nice. So, we are sad to see them go. But do you want to hear what they have been up to since the race is over? I do. In the last 20 years... Shola, well, they both have Facebook and Instagram pages, and they are both pretty active on them still, like posting pretty regularly, and their last post was pretty recently. So as far as I can tell, Shola um, is married and has two daughters. They're very cute, and his daughter plays volleyball. (laughs) I always, I really do feel like such a stalker. (laughs) But we want to know. Yeah. Um, but on his Instagram, he like his bio says that he's an author and a public speaker. And I kind of looked at some of his public speaking posts, like promotion posts. And it seems like he speaks on like succeeding in the workplace and business and hmm. stuff like that. And Dwayne is also a motivational speaker. <laughs> From what I can tell, he speaks about mental health and um, like anti-racism, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And he also has a couple of kids, and he was in a commercial for Microsoft Windows 10. Interesting. <laughs> huh. Those are very... Maybe we sh- they would be good ones to reach out to, because mm-hmm. they're, like, still active on social media. Yeah, and they were really nice, so maybe they'll be nice to us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to try to... We're going to try to get in touch with okay. Shola and Dwayne. This will be our first attempt at reaching out yeah. to a team. See what they... How they respond. And if we don't talk about it later, then they didn't respond. (laughs) (laughs) If we're not going to bring it up again. (laughs) That'll be fun to have them as our first ones. I think so, too. 
make sure we're going to do, it's always, the sign off is my least favorite part of these (laughs) because I'm always like, how do we end this? So follow us on our own social media. On Instagram, it's at The Amazing Rewatch. Mm-hmm. Facebook is The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. And you can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. And we love to hear from you. And make sure to be following along and listening and reviewing and sharing with everybody you know. Yeah. yeah. Rate our podcast and let your friends know. And we hope you guys like it. So let us know. Because we're having fun doing it. And we're going to keep doing it even if nobody listens. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.